welcome to Unlearn. It's Kat. And it's Misha. How are you guys say? What's up? Or, oh, okay, I realize that you can't answer that question, but... <laughs> Let's I mean, pause. yeah, if you can just text me and let me know or email us and let us know how, <laughs> how you're doing. doing. Um, so welcome. It's springtime, which we've mentioned. It's warm. Really excited about. Um, and we're going to start off with this weekend advertisements. Mm. So people have been uh, pissed <laughs> about these um Recent Old Navy and Macy ads showing interracial couples, well, specifically white men dating black women, <laughs> and they're like progressive in itself. Yeah, which is like which it's like the same outrage that happened over the cereal, the Cheerios commercial mm-hmm. with like that like adorable little girl and her biracial family, and it's, companies are now starting to reflect what. Like, they're starting to show and reflect what, like, American society is turning into. And, like, Uh multiracial families are starting to become normal. And people are just, they said some real crazy shit online about it. Like, well, I mean, Twitter is basically where, like, conversations go to die. (laughs) And people are like using words I haven't heard, I haven't heard since the nineteen fifties that haven't been like that were more widely used in the nineteen fifties like miscegenation. So like I had never of, heard this word. How are you from the south and you've never heard this word? Because people are not smart enough to know that word where I'm from. <laughs> there were so many anti-miscegenation laws on the books. So like if you've ever so if you like know that word like you know it's like typically referred to. Um, it's or what it means is that. Uh, it's two people of different racial groups getting married. So people are pissed. There, it's. I mean, I don't really have anything to say because it's not going to change. Like you could be mad that they're advertising interracial families. Except one person was so fucking bogus. He was just like, "Why is this?" So in the Old Navy ad, there was this white guy a black woman and a black son like their son together mm-hmm. <laughs> and this one man commented like why is this white man raising some black man's son what like he must be a really good stepdaddy to want to like start raising <laughs> some black man's son. i was like well fuck you wrong bro like you're like that's fuck you're so fucked up um and then like emisha and i both are in interracial relationships mm-hmm. yeah. so we're definitely down for the cause we are down for the cause <laughs> but it's i i guess like i want to understand people better mm-hmm. i i guess it just all stems from like general racism and people being assholes and like <sighs> it, it seems like it just stems from the fact that people are sometimes uncomfortable by families that look different from themselves mm-hmm. aka you know a man and a woman who are white skipping across streets or something <laughs> you know like that is that is the image people want to see and i feel like if it's a black family if it's a biracial family if it's a family with same-sex partners they're just automatically outraged. They're like, why are you doing this? Why are you pushing this family structure? And it's like, when every single advertisement shows a white family, nobody opens their mouth. And yeah. we don't say you, look, your 
you're pushing this single race family <laughs> on us, you know? <laughs> you're you're pushing your anti-misogynistic misogynistic, um, agenda on us. Right. No, like no one's that's like no one's like in an uproar when it's like a couple when it's a non-multicultural family. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should be. Maybe yeah, we I'm should be in an uproar. <sighs> Hashtag. I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing either because I just I'm so. It just makes me so sad. Down with monoculturalism. <laughs> just like be happy for people i don't yeah. care if you're the same race i don't care if you're the same sex i don't care if you're different you just know like, be happy for people i don't even know if you necessarily need to be happy for people but you do need to mind your own fucking business and stop worrying about what other people are doing especially if it doesn't impact you in any way shape or form you said that better than me because i did not actually mean to be happy for <laughs> other people i think it actually meant internally what you just said yeah so well, thank you for voicing that we're we're on similar wavelengths. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, it's it's gross. It's 2016. Like everyone, let's get the fuck over this already. I don't really have. Well, even else to if say you, even if what we're, even if you're attracted to somebody who's the same race, mm-hmm. that's fine. Yeah, Whatever. there's something wrong. If you that. date somebody who is your same race, that is cool. I'm not saying anything's wrong with that. But that don't mean you gotta be pushing that on people. Right. But I guess people can have their own opinions. <laughs> That's what it means to live in this world is to be around people you disagree with a lot yeah. of times. True. Especially mm-hmm. in America. <laughs> Especially with all the racists. <laughs> um so for today's episode, we're going to talk about different relationship structures. <laughs> so we're talking about non-monogamy. We're talking about polyamory. We're talking about polygamy. We're going to... We are should also talk about monogamy. Also, we can talk yeah. about monogamy. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> All right. So first, we're just going to like... We'll, we'll go down the line. Um, so non-monogamy basically... Uh, and I just want to like definitely like clarify different relationship structures because uh, it can be confusing for mm-hmm. some people. So non-monogamy is um, giving your partner permission to have sex with other people. They're not developing emotional bonds with them. They're not developing relationships with them. It's just like purely physical. Mm-hmm. Um, the polyamory is polyamory has a few structures. Uh, I'll get into them later. But polyamory is being both emotionally and physically or sometimes just emotionally involved with someone else and in a Mm -hmm. relationship um with someone who's not your primary partner Mm -hmm. but you and your primary partner talk about it are open about it like like Mm -hmm. everything's like real cool um random statistic that i found out recently people in uh non-monogamous and polyamorous relationships tend to have lower instances of getting stds interesting and well so the primary reason for that is people in those type of relationship structures like what's super important is constant communication mm-hmm. uh, and so they tend to communicate with their sexual partners as well mm-hmm. um and they're more likely to use protection mm-hmm. so that's kind of that's a kind of cool fun fact, fact. <laughs> and then polygamy which like i'm pretty sure when people hear polygamy they think about mormons mm-hmm. and like the book things fall apart 
Have you read that book? I have not read that book. Okay. I'm going to let you borrow that. Um, or also, I guess this reference won't make sense, but just like they think polygamy, they think either Mormons or men in African tribes. Mm Um, and there's, there's so much more and we're going to dive in Mm -hmm. and talk about these different relationship structures but then let's also let's talk about monogamy and monogamy is uh sexually and emotionally committing yourself to one person not all the time sexually but definitely emotionally because both parties could be asexual or one party could be asexual true so it's not necessarily a uh, sexual commitment it's Mm -hmm. that's an emotional commitment yeah, and I think it's important to t- kind of talk about monogamy too because I feel like in a lot of ways all other relationship structures specifically in our culture mm-hmm. are measured against monogamy mm-hmm. as being immoral or unethical types mm-hmm. of being in relationships. So I don't know, I just think it's it's interesting to kind of keep that that on the forefront like that is I mean it's nothing new we all know that. But like putting that on the table as something to discuss as well but to have in your mind as a comparison of like what is what is like the exemplar relationship and why why that's the case like where did this idea of being in a monogamous relationship come from and like why is that the socially accepted type Um, of relationship to be in i that's that's a good question as to like why are humans monogamous i mean there are a couple of species of animals that are monogamous but I think like most of the animal kingdom are non-monogamous. Am I right? I think so. Because I, th- I think most I'm species are. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> I'm so bad at that stuff. But see, I don't even th- like for me when people use use arguments about nature or like other animals, it's just completely lost on me because mm-hmm. I'm like. Just because something can be found in the animal kingdom means mm-hmm. nothing for when I'm trying to like <laughs> think about what other human beings should be doing. Mm-hmm. But I've I've actually heard that argument like we can see in certain animals that they like, you know, pick one partner and they stay with that partner for the rest of their lives. And like, that's the way human beings should be. And it's like, there are a lot of things that are quote natural. Like mm-hmm. some people would say that, you know, you should only use sex for Having children, you should only use your breast for like feeding children, and that that is okay to have that opinion. But it's one opinion out of Mm -hmm. many different opinions. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think like the reason probably our society um, is structured around monogamy is just because I I think it's like mostly for procreation purposes. It's like, hey, you you look like you Mm -hmm. have good genes and. I need this child to survive so we can continue on the human with the human race. Mm-hmm. And I, and it's just like, I think it's maybe something that was more necessary evolution, like mm-hmm. for evolution and mm-hmm. to have like, it's for people to pair up, to have mm-hmm. strong, healthy mm-hmm. children, to pass on good genes mm-hmm. for survival. I think that since we don't necessarily need to procreate for survival and there's more than enough people on this planet right now, um, I, that I, it's given us an opportunity to like start viewing our relationships differently mm-hmm. and to, and then start and kind of question like, it's 2016, mm-hmm. we're like, we were 
technical technologically advanced we're a relatively smart society why can't we start rethinking this structure that's been around since the beginning of time i mean i I think also along with the biological reason that a lot of people give it's also i think uh, one of the underlying reasons is the religious or philosophical reason i mean our have our culture is heavily influenced by Christianity. And I think in in the Bible, in certain forms of Christianity, monogamy is uplifted as the only type of relationship. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are even images of Christ, you know, talking about the people of God as the bridegroom. And so there are even these illusions and images of God being in a monogamous relationship. And so... I feel like even with people who are Christians are thinking about relationships, they they constantly have that type of thing in their head that they're mm-hmm. thinking about. So I think it's also interesting to think about the way in which religion causes people to accept certain relationship structures and then reject others, even if your body might not. <laughs> <laughs> the thing, like I, I mentioned this in last week's episode, the thing that kind of puzzles me about monogamy is that it would to me monogamy would make a lot more sense if once we be once we enter a monogamous relationship all sexual attraction to others mm-hmm. goes away just mm-hmm. like that part of your brain like just shuts down mm-hmm. or and you just don't feel desire or sexual attraction then i would say that monogamy is built within us and mm-hmm. it's like biological mm-hmm. but it's like not true like that's mm-hmm. not true whatsoever mm-hmm. like you're still sexually attracted to other people and mm-hmm. you still have desire towards other people mm-hmm. and your partner could be giving you everything in the world like they could be mm-hmm. the perfect match for you and like they balance you mm-hmm. but that desire doesn't go away and since that doesn't go away like i can't honestly believe that we're programmed for monogamy mm-hmm. see and even for me it's not a matter of being programmed for it Mm -hmm. i feel like humans are programmed to do a lot of things that we might not necessarily have to do so well my brain i don't think my brain functions that way (laughs) (laughs) i feel like we've had this discussion that i'm very much that the emotional connection to somebody is really what allows me to be sexually attracted to them so for me like I feel like it's very rare that I look at another person and have like some kind of sexual attraction for them if I'm not in a relationship with them. But you are very good about teaching people about different ways of like being in love and being sexually attracted and like how a lot of these things are on a spectrum, you know? (laughs) I don't know if it's that, I don't think it's that way for a lot of people or, you know, everybody, but that's a different way of functioning in the world too. But what, that is a tangent. What was I actually talking about? Kat, do you remember? No. (laughs) Oh, you were saying that if human beings, once they were in a relationship and the sexual desires stopped, then you could more easily accept monogamy. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think for a lot of people that sexual desire is not something that necessarily stops but i wonder if it's a way of picking and choosing the way in which you want to structure your life on like different reasons like for me i know that i am i don't think i'm anti-body i don't think that i'm a type of person that's like no suppress your urges but i definitely think i'm a type of person that prioritizes the philosophical 
over the physical. Mm -hmm. And therefore, even if I was sexually attracted to other people, I would think philosophically, how do I feel about it first? And then everything else would have to fall in line. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a matter of what do you as a person or as a couple or as a couple of people decide to prioritize. And some people might say that this bodily function or this attraction is very important to me and is the one it's one of the things I want to prioritize. And I'm not willing to not have these relationships with certain people because of this like philosophical reason. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm like, mm, the philosophical reason is really important to me. Mm-hmm. I ranted. I'm very sorry, but that is my <laughs> that is my last name. <laughs> Like, I think we've definitely covered that you're permitted to rant whenever you're pleased. Like, whenever you please. Yeah. Thank you. So we're going to talk a little bit more about, like, the structures of a polyamorous relationship. And, um... Because I got questions. Okay. (laughs) And Kat is way smarter on every issue than I am. I'm going to say she's the the expert. And I'm going to ask questions. But go ahead, Kat. So there is structured and there are several ways that you can structure your polyamorous relationship um, upon like what you agree that you and your partner want. So um, and and hopefully I'm being gender inclusive when I say these structures. But so one structure is you and your partner can share uh, or have a mutual relationship with another person. So, for example, Let's say uh, male and female meet a girl that they both like, and the girl is also interested in them, and they can they can have among the three of them work out the roles of the relationship, but have a relationship where the three of them are all in together. Mm-hmm. Um, another example: you have prime, so you have primary partners, and this is kind of structured more like a triangle or like a pyramid mm-hmm. <laughs> i was like trying to figure out like what's the other triangle um so it's more like a pyramid where you have your primary partner who you um give who take care who's so your primary parts your primary partner take cares they are your emotional support mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. they're the one that you go into this with and you know that whatever secondary or tertiary person will never replace like the needs of your primary partner will Mm -hmm. always come first so let's say your secondary partner is like i really need you i like twisted my ankle but your primary (laughs) partner your primary partner is like no like no i have the flu stay with me like your Mm -hmm. primary partner always comes first and Mm -hmm. it's just like tough cookies on your twisted ankle Mm sorry about it (laughs) and people in those type of structure in those type of structures definitely understand that the primary partner comes first Mm -hmm. so if i do know some i do know some people who've had like a lot of drama where the secondary try to replace the primary and that was that was just too much Mm -hmm. that was like a whole lot of drama where i was just like i don't i don't want to be around this that is a lot of drama especially if you've established something right and so some issues come along when when one of the partners don't respect the boundaries that mm-hmm. has are that have been clearly communicated and outlined. So like hundred percent, if you're going to engage in a polyamorous relationship, boundaries are everything. Open mm-hmm. communication are everything. Like all of this is like a necessity for it to mm-hmm. be successful. And like reality people get some real, people get real 
emotional mm-hmm. and really emotionally involved and sometimes it just doesn't work out to uh, mm-hmm. as like you want it to mm-hmm. but yeah so sometimes it just doesn't work out life is so beautiful because it's so diverse yes i'm sitting here like so amazed i'm probably gonna like my eyes are gonna be terrible but i just think it's so cool that you can function in the world in so many different ways and like what i ways in which i feel so truly fulfilled are not fulfilling to somebody else or the ways in which you know like this person could have two primary partners or like all of there's there are three people who who are in partnership together and they feel like this is the structure that works best for them and can feel equally as fulfilled as I feel my monogamous relationship. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. What? Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> what? Why? Things that I really like about like non-monogamous and polyamorous mm-hmm. uh, relationships is the level of communication that's required mm-hmm. and like really being open and vulnerable mm-hmm. with your partners mm-hmm. and the like genuine human connection like really involved and like i'm definitely saying i'm not saying monogamous Mm -hmm. couples don't communicate well or like Mm -hmm. don't i all i'm saying is that a lot of cheating is because people Mm -hmm. are not communicating their needs in a monogamous relationship correct me if i'm wrong but what i feel like you're saying is that you you are kind of forced to have to communicate in a yes. much different way. Yes. Like whereas if you're in a monogamous relationship, there isn't this. You don't really have to necessarily ana- analyze like what does it mean? Like what is your role? What is this person's role? Like how do we communicate this X Y and Z? There's I feel like there's a lot that can just be kind of assumed in, in a monoma- monogamous relationship that can't necessarily be assumed mm-hmm. if you are entering into a polyamorous yeah. relationship. And I think the trouble is that like there's so many assumptions made in monogamous relationships. Mm-hmm. Like I definitely I don't want to generalize. I'm definitely not saying that all monogamous relationships function mm-hmm. and or dysfunction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I definitely think that there's mm-hmm. a level of communication mm-hmm. that is just like in a polyamorous or a non-monogamous mm-hmm. relationship that's not present in mm-hmm. a monogamous relationship mm-hmm. because like how do you communicate that with your partner mm-hmm. when you're like oh i have a sexual desire towards this person and i would like to pursue that mm-hmm. like it's just gonna lead to like a breakup or like some restriction oh, and it's yeah. just like this restriction on your humanity mm-hmm. and that's where like relationships get kind of tough and mm-hmm. scary because like following such like a strict mm-hmm. structure can really cost like Mm -hmm. can really negatively impact a relationship can i say that i feel like i because this is something i think i think about because Mm -hmm. i understand where i fall on the line when i date somebody i think it's an important conversation for me to have and it isn't a conversation that i do have and i lay out like this is this is what i think of a relationship and if you get to a point of where you're like, I really want to have sex with this other person or like, Oh yeah. Like if you're like, get to the point where you're like, I want to have sex with another person. That's completely fine. But that does mean that because of where I fall on the line, we cannot be in a relationship with each other. But I typically tell them that up, up, up front. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's kind of like, I understand that you will be sexually attracted to other people, 
but you have to understand how you're going to function in this relationship. If you feel like it would be a suppression of your sexuality to not have sex with that person, then this isn't a relationship we can have. Mm -hmm. If you feel like it's a type of sexual attraction where you're just kind of like, oh, that person's sexy, but I don't want to go like rip their clothes off Mm -hmm. (laughs) or like cheat on Misha in order to Mm -hmm. like do this. That's a type of sexual attraction to somebody else that I'm totally okay with. Mm -hmm. Um, Even if my partner was like, wow, that woman has a nice butt. Wow, that woman has nice breasts. Like, wow, she's really cute. That's just something I'm kind of like, you're going to think that. But if you were like, I really wish I could cheat on you with that woman, I would be like, (laughs) you know what? You don't have to cheat. If you really want to do that, if like that is where you are, then we do not need to date. (laughs) We don't need to. But I think it's important to have that conversation up front. Yes, definitely. And that, I think that is... A conversation that you don't necessarily think to have mm-hmm. when you're like you just kind of assume that about the person you're dating mm-hmm. a lot of times when you're in a monogamous relationship so i mean like i know tons of my friends who do not have that conversation yeah but i just think i'm i'm kind of like this is how i identify this is the this is the relationship i want mm-hmm. do you want this relationship yeah cool okay <laughs> let's date but i definitely agree i don't think that people have that conversation and i think it makes it really awkward if something like that pops off, because you're like, yo, you should have told me this three years ago. Mm-hmm. You should have told me you wanted a polyamorous relationship three years ago. <laughs> so, well, what if people like change their mind, though? Mm-hmm. So if they're like so like super content mm-hmm. and they're a monogamous relationship, super content with you. Mm-hmm. But then like three years down the line, decide like, hey, actually, I would like to open up our relationship. Yeah, I think if it was unethically, like if a person told me this, Mm -hmm. I still don't think I could be in a relationship with them Mm -hmm. just because of where I do fall on the line. But I think that we could end our relationship. This is going to sound so, so crazy. I don't think people will believe me, but I do think I could remain friends with them. Yeah. If it was some, if they were like, I understand that when we first started dating, when we, you know, a few years ago in our relationship, this is who I am as a person. And like, this is something that has changed in me. Like, I don't ever enter into a partnership or relationship thinking the person I dated today will be the person I date yesterday, tomorrow, you Mm -hmm. know, it's like, I understand that person changes and, and that is a choice I'm making to love that person in that way. But if I can't function in a partnership in that way, then we have to just, that means our partnership has to transition into a different type of relationship. And Mm -hmm. that means that we would be really good friends. Like it would be like, yo, I know what you look like naked, but (laughs) like we, because monogamy is what I to choose. That means that we have to be friends, but I don't think that I would end their end like the relationship with them. It would just be, it would transform, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, it would be very hard, but I feel like I'm the type of person who, who would really try to make it work. Hopefully that would not be the case because I would be a little heartbroken. That's what I would think I would do. I'm so I feel like I'm I'm taking this over. I feel no, like I'm taking not. this. I just wanna I just wanna know like what do you think about polygamy? Mm-hmm. Oh, and did I define polygamy? You did not. Go no, I totally it. did. Did you? I brought all things? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You did. You did. You did. <laughs> what do I think about polygamy? Yeah. I think that if. I feel like I'm such a liberal. I'm like, if it works for you, it works for you. But well, I really think that's the case. I, I think that if, I feel like the stigma that is put on polygamy is the fact that it's not socially acceptable from a legal standpoint. Mm-hmm. 
if you are in this triad relationship you're talking about, and this is a partnership that you have defined as like working for you, in a way, if you wanted to get married, it would be like a multiple married situation. And I get that there would be more of a like an equal playing field because you're like, this is a relationship with us together. But if there is one person that decides they want multiple marriages with different people and the other people are fine with that, I think I really think it's for them to decide. And I think there are a lot of like power dynamics that go into it, a lot of gender things that go into it. But. I'm kind of like, if that works for you, if that's how you find fulfillment, mm-hmm. if that's how you find community, I just don't think I'm the person to tell you that, like, you can't have that life. Right. It gets tricky. It's like a very tricky thing, especially a lot of the logistics or legal stuff. And I'm like, Ugh, I just don't feel like I'm the person to tell you that, like, that's not what you find fulfilling. Right. And I mean, what do you I, think? It's just kind of like, I hate how the government has to regulate relationships, like let people have partnerships, though, though, however they see fit. It shouldn't mm-hmm. have taken so long for same sex couples to be able to marry. Mm-hmm. If like, like let people have their relationship structures mm-hmm. the way that they want. And like, honestly, as people see marriage as like a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. I see it as a um, contract mm-hmm. for to have the rights over my spouse's body and Mm -hmm. vice versa. Like, I Mm -hmm. think it's like, I think marriage is more political Mm -hmm. than anything for me. Because Mm -hmm. like, if you, let's let's think about like, you get married, they give you extra money on your taxes. (laughs) Like they reward you. They incentivize, like the government incentivizes marriage. And, and like times of like crisis where you're, partner is ill and you like someone has to decide like what to do mm-hmm. like that's that should be your right mm-hmm. as a person mm-hmm. and so i okay i just go ugh, i hate the way government regulates marriage mm-hmm. i like growing up i totally like understood why people stigmatized uh poly polygamy mm-hmm. um because it's like this dude has like four mm-hmm. wives mm-hmm. And, like, that's weird because mm-hmm. it's only weird because it's something that we're mm-hmm. not used to. And all things are weird until you're, like, used to it. Are you? Yeah. And how would it, it look How would it look if there was, you know, a cisgendered woman right. who was the head and, or, like, say a woman who identified as queer was the head mm-hmm. and had a husband, had a wife, had a wife, had a husband, but she was the main person Mm -hmm. like would people think about polygamy differently Hmm. i i mean i think that people would have probably a way more of an issue with it because there's not a man at the center but that is even a relationship where i would be like for one good for you way to redefine that stereotype (laughs) but like you know how would people think about polygamy differently if Mm -hmm. it wasn't necessarily in this patriarchal system yeah you know and if that is the relationship that worked if there was there was this woman who was the breadwinner and she had multiple partnerships like how would people necessarily think about that differently you know and i'm just, i mean that would be very interesting to me not to make that into a case study or something but you've really given me something to think about you know i'm just like would would people think about it different like yeah i just don't mm-hmm. know is the issue that there's this man who literally is like every time he needs something, every time he needs to support something else, brings on this other woman. You know, that's the stereotype. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, he just doesn't get his needs from this one. He brings on another one. Um, 
I just I wonder if there are deeper ways of thinking about it, ways to make it more complex. If there is a like an example of like that type of polygamous structure, I don't know. Well, I'm gonna That's be doing some googling after yeah. the show because now I'm intrigued. Google this. <laughs> wouldn't, that be, wouldn't that be super cool though if there was like this queen queer woman out there who was like, <laughs> "I got a husband, four wives." <laughs> what? I'd be like aspirations. <laughs> you just don't care. You're like breaking the law. <laughs> You think, okay, you're supporting people. You a lawyer? What you doing? That's How are you so supporting dumb. all those people? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, yeah, that's like pretty dope. So something that like I also know. So, okay, let's say that you have a friend mm-hmm. and your friend's like, oh, me and my partner are in an open relationship or we're mm-hmm. polyamorous. Mm-hmm. How would you react? <laughs> This is funny because I have friends who are in open relationships. Like when I first got to Chicago, one of the one of the first friends I told, oh, first friends I made told me this, and she looked terrified because I asked her. I was like, "Are you dating anybody?" And she looked at me like she was about to die. And I was like, "Are you okay?" She was like, "Actually, I'm in an open relationship." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> Why did you look so scared? And apparently, she had lost a lot of other friends over it. Yeah. But for me, it's kind of like. If that is a life choice that you find beautiful and that brings you fulfillment, like that is a life choice that brings you fulfillment. Right. It wasn't a very, it doesn't affect the way in which I live. It doesn't affect the relationship I have. I don't philosophically or more, I'm not morally opposed to it. It's just mm-hmm. like, this is what, this doesn't work for my particular person. So it wasn't a big deal for me. It was more of just like, okay, like you're also a different race for me too. Like I, you know, this is just <laughs> your preference is this, like right. your skin color is this, your hair color is this, your sexual orientation is this. And like, if I want to be your friend, that's just something I have to accept. And like, that's definitely something that like, I've heard a lot about mm-hmm. where people, when people like come out to their friends, mm-hmm. so to speak, as like non-monogamous or poly, like, a good amount of their friends will make like a mass exodus mm. from the friendship and it's just i personally i won't I personally say they were never your friend to begin with yeah. because that's so fucking petty that's so motherfucking petty mm-hmm. you're pissed because they're having sex with somebody else that's not their partner why is that your business why is that your mm-hmm. fucking concern what how's it impacting you mm-hmm. it's doing nothing to you it's doing nothing for you to be such a petty little bitch about this but so you know like, what's interesting about that to me is that if you know a couple and the couple, one person in the relationship cheats on your friend, mm-hmm. you're not going to stop being friends with your friend. Right. But when your friend is in a relationship and, it, you know, maybe that is because you feel like your friend has been wronged in a certain way. Mm-hmm. But when your friend and their partner have sat down and decided the ways in which they're going to ethically navigate the space. You have a terrible issue. Like, you, you just have terrible issues with it. Right. Um, but, I mean, I think it, it goes down to, like, the the stigma, the way in which, like, religion defines relationships, you know? Mm-hmm. There's a... Because I know people who would be like, that's immoral. That's from the devil. I'm not trying to be around that. Like, clearly, you're, something's wrong with your soul right. if you ain't in this type of relationship. I mean, no, you make, like, such a good point because, like, to like piggyback off of what you said like you're you could be chilling with like your best female friend or whatever and she says oh my god i cheated on my partner Mm -hmm. like 
I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't know what, like, I shouldn't have done it, but Mm -hmm. I'm still having this affair. Yeah, totally. I know so many women who will stand by their friends who are having affairs, but you won't stand by your friend when her and her partner decide that they wanted to be very conscious and be very ethical about how to communicate. Like, it's like so outlandish. Like, girls will stand by their girls when they're having affairs. Or, like, God, you just have spurred so much in my mind. Or when it's like, your friends in a re- your friends in a relationship, and y'all all know her partner's cheating. Like she <laughs> knows, and you know, excuse the gender language, but I'm just using yeah. personal stuff. I know she knows he's cheating. He, she knows he's got a side chick, and she's like, <laughs> whatever. I'm not gonna say anything. If you know your partner is cheating, and you and you're just like, I'm not at a point where I'm I'm just not gonna say anything ever. Mm-hmm. Why can't y'all just have a conversation about the fact that you know he's cheating? And to me, that is no different from being like, I am a person that doesn't want to go out and have relationships with other people, but it looks like you are. Can we talk about this? You know, <laughs> but you know what? Your friend ain't going to leave in that situation. We all know he got a side chick, but your friend ain't right. going to leave. <laughs> your friend might be like, you stupid for staying that long, but they're not going to leave. But if you were to be like, actually, I know, and I'm okay with it. And I encouraged it. And mm-hmm. we talked about it. And this is fine for our particular relationship structure. They're going to be like, that's a moral. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> what? Does that make any So if sense. I go into Maury because he cheated, <laughs> I know you fine with it. But mm. it's just like, it's, it's, oh. it's so crazy the way in which recognizing something and being honest about it mm-hmm. in some ways prevents it from being socially acceptable the world's a crazy place i was like i would much rather my friend be happy because they've come to an agreement do you know what this i don't i can't really i don't know if this is comparable do you remember all like the top of the all the talks in like the 90s and 2000 of like black men on the down low oh yeah where people were like don't go to atlanta I remember that. <laughs> yeah. and, and people would just be like oh like women would know that like their husband is sleeping with other men but like if their husband came out as bisexual or queer in any way like then she'd be like not okay with Mm -hmm. it and like a lot of a lot of men who were bisexual and queer Mm -hmm. um and fucking around on their lives on their on their wives Mm -hmm. um didn't like so like the biggest issue with being on the download is a lot of the men didn't use protection Mm -hmm. because then they would be admitting to themselves that they're sexually attracted to mm-hmm. men. And so it caused a lot of spread and it really dramatic. Like it was, mm-hmm. it contributed to the increase of HIV mm-hmm. being spread in the black community and among black mm-hmm. women. So it's like crazy. It's like when we lie to ourselves mm-hmm. about our true selves and our true desires, mm-hmm. we put other people at risk. Mm-hmm. And when we come clean about who we really are, people will just make like we'll just walk away mm-hmm. from us and there's kind of like no winning either yeah, you're totally. secretive and you're a liar mm-hmm. or and and you have all your friends mm-hmm. or you tell the truth and you're real mm-hmm. and you have no friends mm-hmm. well and it and it makes me sad because i know that like if potentially if i was still living in south carolina and i knew people who were in a open relationship I would probably be one of their few friends. <laughs> like, I don't even think they could get to a point of where it would be like, yes, we'll be your friends knowing this about your lifestyle. Like, so, I mean, 
they knowing the social dynamic it's especially like understanding of why you would want to keep it a secret because once you let something like that come out you're socially ruined yeah i feel like especially in the bible belt it's just like (laughs) you might as well keep that hidden the rest of your (laughs) life if you want to be social (laughs) can i ask you a question Mm -hmm. when it comes to different relationship structures so and maybe it's a larger question in general but i feel like specifically in progressive circles when you might be a part of something that is considered more conservative so like Mm -hmm. me being a person who strictly finds herself in monogamous relationships Mm -hmm. i could see how people would be like oh you're so close-minded or like oh blah 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 why is it that like more conservative ways of thinking about certain things or maybe i should say like traditionally accepted i don't know Mm -hmm. if conservative would be the word why do you think those are looked down upon do you yeah i guess that's my question um among like people who are more liberal is that like what you're saying i don't know if it necessarily Mm -hmm. is more looked down upon like I think that people mm-hmm. want to, so if someone like encourages you to explore mm-hmm. non-monogamy or polyamory, mm-hmm. it's more so that, that they want someone to share an experience with and like mm-hmm. have that kind of level of connection and have that, um, and be able to like have that mm-hmm. conversation and you like mm-hmm. totally understand. Um, I don't, I won't, I can't speak for like couples who are like non-monogamous or mm-hmm. polyamorous, mm-hmm. but it's like, stupid to judge like Mm -hmm. for your like i want you to respect my lifestyle Mm -hmm. i want i'm gonna respect your lifestyle Mm -hmm. period yeah and maybe where i'm coming from is like you know you're only a progressive feminist if your feminism looks this way you're only progressive when it comes to relationships if your if your relationship looks this way and i i try to position myself in such a way of where i'm like no, I think truly being progressive means understanding and interrogating why you feel a certain way about your own position, right. but allowing other people to live their full lives and exactly. also know their position and live that as well. But I feel like some people don't navigate space in that way. They're kind of mm-hmm. like, my pronouns are this. You were born a woman. Your pronouns are this. It's like, mm-hmm. yo, like, <laughs> well, know what you believe, interrogate that, and then... <laughs> Figure out why other people function in space the way they do and allow them to live. I think when it comes to like relationship structures, mm-hmm. it's a little less strict, but I definitely mm-hmm. know what you mean when people, mm-hmm. when like people are like radic- radical feminists mm-hmm. or just like really like. Why are you wearing so, lipstick? Okay. I guess that's. <laughs> and among like any identity, you're gonna find people who are mm-hmm. radical and like mm-hmm. extremists and only like to see the world Mm -hmm. in one way which is i which is like puzzling because it's like you want to be accepted so you have to Mm -hmm. accept people (laughs) for who Mm -hmm. they are um yeah Mm -hmm. so i totally i totally see what you're saying Mm -hmm. i i don't know anyone who's like super judgy about other people's Mm -hmm. relationship structures Mm -hmm. that are in um non-traditional relationship structures Mm -hmm. but I mean, I'm sure that they're out there because mm-hmm. there's you can find a radical for any identity or mm-hmm. any lifestyle. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So, Misha, keep doing what you're doing because it makes you happy. It does make me happy. <laughs> it does. 
I mean, there are certain things, certain ways in which, you know, I'm kind of like, I want to push the boundaries. <laughs> I want to like figure out what it means to function as a woman in this way. Mm-hmm. But in other ways, I'm like, nah, I'm good with being in a monogamous relationship. <laughs> That's real cool for me. Yeah. It makes me comfortable. I like that. I mean, the important part is your own happiness. Mm-hmm. And as long as you're not harming others. Yeah. Don't go out harming y'all. Yeah. <laughs> That's why if you, if you just cheating, just talk to the person. Yeah. Maybe they'll be up for an open relationship and then therefore it's more ethical. <laughs> <laughs> According to my standards. <laughs> so we're for our last segment, we're just going to briefly talk a bit about, a bit about politics because the state of America is, um, not really cute right now. So Donald it's Trump. True. Oh my God. <laughs> Donald Trump got the nomination. Um, we all knew this was going to happen. Yeah. I mean, people Do you know how racist America it. is. I knew it was going to happen as soon as that man came out that he was going to be running. I was like, okay. Yeah. In which, in the, I, I think like the last time we said that um, we talked about Donald Trump, you were like, I like it because now no one can say that we're in a post-racial society. Yeah, because all exactly. I can say is Donald Trump. Yes, exactly. <laughs> We've been knowing how racist this country is. I'm glad you all know. Right. Now. It's like undeniable. <laughs> you can't be like, well, we elected our first black president and then we have like in some orange dude ready to be like the Republican nominee. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're- he is the same color as a Confederate flag. Like, <laughs> that is that is his skin tone. He, I can't, I can't uh, he's gruesome. Why, if he's so rich, why can't he get a better tan? Mm-hmm. Pay for a better tan. You know what? Though. I'm going to try to be not judgmental. <laughs> All skin tones is beautiful, even ones that are painted on. Even <laughs> orange. I'm not trying to judge. Um, so, so a few nights ago, there was this pretty funny sketch on, um, not like sketch, but like segment on The Daily Show. And they were com- comparing um, Trump supporters to Bernie supporters. And do you know it's really... And I've actually been thinking about this for a while, like way before they showed this. But I was like, when they showed it, I was like, I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> like, thinks that. Mm-hmm. And it's it's funny because, like, Trump is so far right mm-hmm. and Bernie supporters are so far left mm-hmm. that, like... They are both kind of extremists. Yeah, <laughs> like, I feel totally. Like, yeah. I feel such a level, like the equal level of aggression yeah. from like Trump supporters and Bernie supporters. Mm-hmm. And like, I definitely, like the way that I'm like, I like the only way I can describe like someone talking to Bernie to me is like I'm being accosted by them. <laughs> like, I also feel, like yeah. it, I mean, not so much with like my friends, but like with a stranger who's just, mm. I always feel like really accosted. Mm. So I, I think that's like really funny because they're like, kind of support level is far too high i feel that like i don't see nearly this amount of enthusiasm for hillary oh yeah for like sure. not an ounce of it <laughs> like i just i want to like understand uh oh my god and then okay like i just really want to understand because like bernie supporters are okay they're low-key kind of mean like yeah. they're so mean mm-hmm. and uh, I was like talking to my mother in law the other day, and she was just like, "Yeah, my like friends who support she lives in Oregon, mm-hmm. um, which is very pro Bernie. <laughs> so some of her Bernie friends were just like, how could you possibly vote for Hillary?' And like being really mean and judgy about Jeez. it. And it's like, 
calm the fuck down. And I think that's like something that turns me off about Bernie supporters is that mm-hmm. like there, there's there's nothing wrong with supporting your candidate. Mm-hmm. You can be pro Bernie all you like. You don't gotta be anti Hillary. Like mm-hmm. that's that doesn't really do, do any of us good. Like let, if we're gonna be anti anyone, let's be anti Trump. Like let's mm-hmm. be real. But like. Just, hey, we're kind of all on the same side. Like, I know crying, like, right now they're up there in opposition, but stop, like, why are you so mean? Mm-hmm. I just, like, want to understand why I, I like, I'm, I'm, me and other people are accosted with so much. Maybe it's that, I feel like maybe it's that Bernie kind of brings out this, like, young rambunctious type of voter mm-hmm. where it's like we have the hope of america again if, if we don't get this man elected we're all gonna die like it maybe <laughs> feels maybe i'm just trying to throw some things out there because i don't i feel like i'm never this aggressive about anything in my mm-hmm. life except for if i'm hungry but maybe it's that they they feel on both sides mm-hmm. they feel like they're losing america you know yeah and unless they're really aggressive about it they're like we're literally like the country's <laughs> gonna be ruined. On the Trump side, it's like all these liberals are taking over. On Bernie's side, it's like the racist, sexist, xenophobic people are about to take over, mm-hmm. and they both feel like they just have to like lay it all out. Mm-hmm. Hillary's just like, <laughs> <laughs> let me delete my emails. Let uh, me just let me just pander towards certain audiences. Yeah, <laughs> oh, for sure. Uh, so Misha, so even though I, th- I think I like I heard it's statistically impossible for Bernie to win at this point, mm-hmm. if something happens and there's a Bernie and Trump election, mm-hmm. do you think on the general election day there will be riots in the streets? As in when we're voting or as when it's revealed? Both. All day, day long, November riots. Yeah, I don't know. I think I I hope that is actually what happens because I just want to be because you know I think if if Hillary it's Hillary and Trump I think it's very clear mm-hmm. that even people in the Republican Party are going to throw their favor for Hillary, mm-hmm. which I think would be very interesting. But I would I wouldn't mind seeing what that will look like, <laughs> and then be like J.K. Okay, Hillary, come up. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it would be, like, high-key aggressive in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there would be, like, this palpable tension in the air so thick that you can't breathe. I wouldn't want to be at Trump's rally because I feel like they would all carry guns. Yeah. I mean, people would would definitely die that night. So let's hope that that never happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, the, yeah. I don't know. Anything else you want to mention about our current politics or sad, sad American politics? I would rather not. It's so depressing. Yeah. Got me all messed up. <laughs> and then, like, Canada's laughing at us. They're like, look at, look at our prime minister. this world up. <laughs> was it Justin Trudeau? Is that his yeah. name? God, for one, talks about feminism. Talks mm-hmm. about how you have to, like, educate your boys in feminism, too. Mm-hmm. What? Amen. Okay. What? Talks about, you gotta be friends with people from different religion from a very young age. Oh. Okay. He said <laughs> he said it's much more than having this festival and coming to a festival. I said, mm-hmm. Yes it is. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. And then Obama and Trudeau are like BFFs now. I know, that's there's like so a, cute. There's like an international love fest that's, that's going so on. So cute. I can't get over it. They look so adorable like walking together. So adorable. 
I'm, I mean, I definitely am majorly jealous that Canada has Justin, but <laughs> that's like the only like good Justin to come out of Canada. As opposed to <laughs> Beeps. <laughs> Beeps. <laughs> Canada, please take Justin Bieber back and give us Justin Trudeau. <laughs> I'm begging you, actually. I really appreciate it. Can he be it. our new president? No, unless he was somehow born in America, but I don't think he was. I mean, I get the law, but can't laws can be changed? Yeah, we've seen they're that. called amendments for right. a reason to we be amended. <laughs> um, yeah. Moral of the story: Canada's kind of killing it, and we're Good all jobs. gonna die in America in the next general election. <laughs> oh, it's gonna just be riots in the streets. We're watching history, though, at least. Yeah, <laughs> that's so true. That's so true. Um, so thank you so much for joining us today. And you can check us out at unlearnpodcast.com. You can email us at unlearnpodcast at gmail.com. You can like us on Facebook at unlearned. Hit us up on Twitter at unlearned underscore shy. And yeah, do other fun things. So have a great day. Go live your life. Enjoy the weather. Keep being kings and queens and non-gender forming. Oh! <laughs> is, is that offensive or is that good? <laughs> kings and queens and in-betweens. I mean, yeah, I guess that works. Or I was people just gonna who say, don't even identify in any of those words. I was going to say non-gender conforming royalty. That's what I was going to say. But keep doing it all. Or even if you ain't into hierarchies. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Stay beautiful. Have a bye. bye.